Get it? Text a message, I don't know the number. Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast, episode 42. I'm your host, Julian, with my co-host, Danny, Justin. Yo. Yo. And um, it's now Thursday, June 21st. And we basically just got done watching the first round. We didn't watch the second round of the NBA Draft 2018. And um, it was pretty exciting for the first, you know, 20, 25 picks, I can say, with Moritz Wagner. 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 <laughs> Going Mo off Wagner. at 25 to Los Angeles. Um, but we're really going to focus this episode around the top five. So we're gonna just go ahead and um, you know see where everybody went. You know there was a trade within the top five. Trey Young made it in the top five. We'll recap all of that, what we think, and and you know who we think won, if you will, the top five. I mean, it's it kind of hard because you know you have to choose a certain spot, but right. whatever. Number one was gonna be DeAndre Ayton. It was the obvious pick. Phoenix needed to establish like a dominant, you know, player um, where they could have went and got, they could have went Bagley and they also could have went Doncic. Those were the two other options I saw them going. I didn't really see them going, but if, you know, they wanted to blow this up, they could have went Doncic or Bagley. Um, I clearly see why Aiton went over Bagley. He's just more of a dominant force. Um, you know, more physical. He's a better uh, inside scorer. Bagley is obviously a great rebounder and an athletic five, you know, but he has more of that Willie Cauley-Stein athleticism as opposed to that Joel Embiid physicality right. that, you know, is, as I said, dominant. So um, that's why I think DeAndre Ayton went number one. Pair him up to Devin Booker. And they also had another pick in the... They had the 16th pick. 16th pick, and they had the 30, 31st pick, I believe, the first pick in the second round. So they were able to, you know, plug in a couple rookies this year, which is pretty exciting because seeing that, you know, Devin Booker finally has some young talent now. He has Mikal Bridges, you mm-hmm. know, who they traded for from Philly for uh, Zaire, Zaire Smith. Smith. And they're going to pair – them two up with, you know, who they drafted last year at number four, Josh Jackson, who, you know, I, I'm not great on this guy. and Not sold on him yet. But yeah. the potential's there. You know, the athleticism's there. The physicality on his point is there. So I think they can only get better if they want to re-sign Alfred Payton. They don't really have to throw a bag at him. They can match an offer. If, if he gets a decent offer, you know, they can also, you know, figure it out on their own. Um, but I think number one was pretty solid, in my opinion. What do you guys think? It made sense for the story, I guess, and his trajectory so far with playing basketball in the States because he played his high school basketball in Arizona, obviously college basketball in Arizona, and now he's playing for the Suns. So it's just – it was like – I don't really believe, like, in fate or, like, <laughs> destiny, any of that stuff, but it, it makes me feel that way. Like it was just it was meant to be him in Phoenix. Right. Yeah, growing it had up, to happen. Yeah. You know, he's not even from the United States. He's from Bahamas. He started playing basketball when he was twelve years old. Like Joel Embiid. I don't want to compare him to Joel Embiid because Joel Embiid doesn't want anybody comparing him to him. 
But yeah. like Joel Embiid in you the play sense more that than twelve minutes a game and he starts <laughs> talking shit to rookies, right? In the sense that he came to this country, you know, for basketball, and you know, look at that first overall pick. So um, they do have some things in common, whether he wants to face that or not. I don't know if you had any thoughts on this DeAndre Ayton pick. Oh no, I love it for Phoenix. It was, it was pretty much the obvious choice. Um, definitely going to help Devin Booker really because I mean DeAndre Ayton is well-polished offensively, especially in the post, um, which you don't really see too much from bigs now. A lot of bigs, you know, they want to focus on stretching the floor, which don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, he can, but he definitely, you know, made his presence uh, felt and known that, you know, he wants to play in the paint. Like, that's where he wants to be. Like, 80% of the time, he wants to be, you know, down there in the trenches, banging down low, on the boards, active on the boards, you know, and stuff like that. And they said, you know, later in the game, if if I need to stretch the floor, I will. But he's like, but I want to be, you know, basically around the rim as much as possible, which definitely helps Devin Booker. Um, and it helps the team in the sense that it makes the other team kind of guard. You have to you have to really pay more attention to the 25 feet, you know, from rim to basket because, you know, Devin Booker is going to be out there on the perimeter. You know, moving right. around. He's great without the ball. He can, you know, make moves with the ball. And then you got Aiton down there, you know, on the rim. So it really makes more value out of the 25 feet. So I think it was a great pick for them and for their franchise going forward. Definitely. And he um, gets to learn under Tyson Chandler, assuming, right. assuming they keep him around. Right, as a but, veteran leader in the locker room. And, yeah. you know, the, he's, he's a great now. guy. He's like 35, 36 now, so he can't really handle that workload right. anymore. So He's also well-respected in the locker room, so of it's course. something to look forward to going forward. And especially, I mean, he's very, you know, well, obviously there's always room for improvement, always room to get better. But his problem really isn't offensively, clearly. Um, he does have some question marks defensively, so definitely learning from a true center, Tyson Chandler, former defensive player. A true player. defensive center. Yeah, right. former defensive player of the year, Tyson Chandler. That's going to definitely help him out a tremendous amount um, moving forward. Plus their new coach, um, Igor, who they – he was an assistant for Quinn Snyder in Utah. So – we all know how Utah's system is defensively. I think Igor is going to bring some of that to Phoenix. Yeah. So we could see an entirely different team we could see a in Arizona team. coming out of the, yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't think we're going to see the worst team in the league this year. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe from, so. I think we see a competitive Phoenix. team this year. Right. They could mm-hmm. win 30, 32 games. Next There's year. hope. They're going to they be. The be they're like the it. Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, they have the talent of this year to win 30 games. You know, yeah, they've got a good solid four. Young player. I think they have four players under 22 years old right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can only really progress from here, hopefully. And Phoenix deserves it. They haven't really been competitive since the earlier 2000s. Everyone was saying leading up to the draft, this is the most excited they've been to, t- to have a player come to Phoenix since Barkley in 92. <laughs> that's like that's that's over so 25 years. So they've been waiting a long time, you know. And yeah, they, haven't, they haven't really been good since the, the mid two thousands. Those teams that yeah. this is a historic franchise too, like for the NBA. Right. So it's you know it's good for the for that fan base to you have know, some something to look forward to. They're well, one of the winningest franchises in NBA history, but no no titles to show for it. Another so. another franchise who has a lot to look forward to with the second pick was Sacramento, and mm-hmm. before they you know drafted Marvin Bagley today, they have. A lot of youth where they have, you know, they drafted De'Aaron Fox last year with their first uh, pick in the draft, with their first 
uh, first-round pick, excuse me. They have Bogdan Bogdanovich, who's a skilled shooter, scorer, uh, pretty good defender. Buddy Buddy Heald is on that team. He's definitely a top, I'd say top ten. Three-year three, three play, yeah, top ten shooter. But a three-year player, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. his third year in the league is going to be this year. Um, and I love Willie Cauley Stein. Willie Cauley Stein is, is definitely athleticism and defense, and his his offensive game is is you know it's coming along slowly but surely. I'm not going to give him you know a great nod because I like him, but um, you know with a guy like Marvin Bagley, he has more of an offensive you know finishing touch as opposed to Willie Cauley-Stein, and, and Willie Cauley-Stein has more of that defense. So over time, you know, they can hopefully mesh and, and figure out where they can both get better. Was he, was Bagley the one they were comparing to Chris Bosh? Yep. Because they're yeah. the same exact build. I see 6'11", 235. Yep. Bosh was like 6'11", 240. And he gets rebounds. This guy is a, is a you know, he can finish in transition. Mm-hmm. He runs the floor. He's athletic. He's long. He's fast. He can, um, you know, I'm not going to say he can literally guard uh, on the perimeter. A smaller guard in the NBA, it's a different, it's a different. But the wingspan definitely helps. Exactly. Um, I like the pick. You know, I think Sacramento needed to establish, just like Phoenix did, you know, somebody in the paint. They needed somebody to, to be able to look to. And, uh, you know, Kostas Kufis or whatever his name is, mm. obviously wasn't cutting it. Um uh, only Willie Cauley-Stein wasn't going to win them games like that. They needed this uh, all-star type of player, and and I think they landed it here with with uh, another Duke member. Plus, he gets to learn behind Zebo, and he's got Vince Carter in that locker room too. So I think they're in good hands. Is Vince Carter staying with the Kings? Probably. I haven't heard him. I haven't. He heard should go to Toronto. Otherwise, for his last year. He's in, though he's gonna go someplace where he can play. That's all he cares about is his playing. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, he very well could be. But I, no, I like the pick for them because, you know, I said Willie Kalistan is def. He's one of the more true centers uh, in the league. His offensive game has got like as far as you know, maybe like twelve to fifteen feet has gotten better. Um, he, he's given more effort, and, he, and he's at least trying. To uh, to get his shot, he's trying to get comfortable early right. in games. Whereas you know, before like maybe he just you know get an offensive rebound or like put, how Bam Adebayo is doing yeah, this or, year. Yeah, get a putback. But he's actually you know with with Demarcus Cousins gone, he's you know looking for his shot more. Um, he's you know obviously aware of you know his buddy Hield and Darren Fox on the perimeter, but you know he also knows he's going to get his touches and he makes you know I think very good use of his touches. Right. And then you know with playing with another big, I mean, that, especially a big that can stretch the floor, you know, nine times out of ten, he's going to end up in those one-on-one situations down low, and he's going to uh, really blossom this year, I think, uh, with the help of uh, Bagley helping stretch the floor. Definitely. The only thing I disagree with what you said was that Willie Collison might be more of a uh, traditional center. When I, I, I see the league... As far as traditional centers go, um, I'm going to look at a Joel Embiid, who's well-rounded on both sides of the ball. I'm going to look at a uh, Nikolai Jokic, who's well-rounded on, on... I mean, he's not a great defender, but, but he has both sides of the ball covered. Um, even a, a Yusuf Nurkic, Carl Anthony Towns. You know, so I think there's a little bit more work to do 
before considering well, maybe, maybe I meant old school center. Maybe, maybe that was the okay. Better, better yeah, defensive minded. Yeah, like close, close to the basket as possible. Right. You know, above the rim. Because yeah. even we saw Whiteside. You know, he he had worked on his jump shot. Yeah, and I mean, everybody yeah, had yeah, to start working, respecting. Like I said, like twelve to fifteen feet working. You know, <laughs> the uh, the elbows working the block. You know, the free throw line, stuff like that. But yeah, no, I, I you know I get what you're saying. Yeah. So. I just I, I'm excited to play 2K with um, Marvin Bagley and Sacramento would be nice for 2K. De'Aaron bro. Fox, you got Bogdanovich on the wing with Buddy Hield, Willie Collie Stein catching alleys. I like it. I'm I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, maybe they bring Zebo. Is Zebo still on contract for them? I think he's in the same boat as uh, Vince Carter. Yeah. I thought Zebo signed like a three-year deal. I wouldn't be sure, but he very well could be. Third pick in the draft. Atlanta Hawks. Huh. We saw the first trade where they traded the rights to their oh, pick. Two year deal. To uh, the Dallas Mavericks. He's got a year left. And they selected Luka Doncic. Hmm. So basically, the Dallas Mavericks selected Luka Doncic with yep. the third pick in the mm-hmm. draft. And they paired him up with another European, Dirk Nowitzki, who's basically on his way out, but he's going to show him the ropes for at least another year, maybe two years, knowing Dirk. Um, on how to become a pro and, and just help him, you know, how to come to America, adjust to the NBA game. And the same thing he did, you know, Dirk was around the same age that... Dirk was 18. Yeah, he was younger uh, when he got to the league. And, you know, these guys have to, you know, learn the American culture. They have to learn how to be away from their families for, for most of the year. His hot-ass um, mom. His Donchick mom is bad as fuck. What's We're gonna her, have to. She's so bad. What is her at? Let me let me Google her for you real quick. Luka Doncic mom. No disrespect, Luka. At all. Mirjam. But we're gonna have to check our sources and. Uh, we're gonna fact check right fact now. Yeah. right now. Look at his mom behind him at the draft. <laughs> so bad. Is that well, his dad? <laughs> Luka Doncic's mom. If you're listening to this, Danny uh, wants to at you. So. She yeah, looks right. like she's like thirty five. Mirror mirror jam. Hit up hit up zone six jam. Oh. Facts. But yeah, he Luca, you know, he's the player I had a connection with. Right. Or Heat fans had a connection with because huh. he won a, um a, the EuroLeague championship with Slovenia with our point guard Goran Dragic. So I was hoping somehow, some way Pat would make it work and bring Luca to South Beach, but it didn't work sleeping. out that way. But honestly, I'm happy that he could go to a franchise like Dallas. You know, Mark Cuban gets his next Euro- European player for the next decade or two. I'm excited possibly. to see that backcourt with Dennis Smith Jr. and Luca. We get Marching. to see DSJ play off the ball more. It's going to be such an exciting backcourt watching you know, him and Dennis Smith. What they're going to have to go over is, is defense because they're both not the greatest defensive guards. So, you know, the offensive side kind of balances that out. But I do think they're going to have to put a lot of time in the offseason working on their defense. Doncic's going to have to get more athletic and, and faster. Uh, you know, it's going to come to him over the time. But to try to fit in as much as he can this year, uh, he's definitely going to have to work on some athleticism drills and, and speed drills. But, you know, you look at this team right now as they stand, and, and it's Dennis Smith Jr., Luka Doncic, uh, Harrison Barnes, I think they got Wesley Matthews still. Yeah. 
uh, Dirk Nowitzki. A lot, of, a lot of Mavs fans, I because you know I'm on Reddit every day. Um, they're really happy that they get to have like a young core of Doncic, Smith Jr., and Harrison Barnes. They they seem to be really high that's on those a, that's three. That's a nice core, and that's together. something for the future. You know, I'm not going to sit here and and act like you know the Dallas Mavericks are going places next year. Or even going to come close to to anything like playoff talk. But they have a reason building, to be excited. Yeah, they have right, a reason to be excited for yeah. their future, and and I like what they're doing. They went guard guard for the last two years, you know, top top ten. I think uh, Dennis Smith Jr. was a top ten pick last year. So moving along with the fourth pick, the Memphis Grizzlies, who are going to start the season with a new head coach, uh, who they signed, who was the interim coach, JB Bickerstaff. Uh, they selected Jared Jackson. And they're working from the inside now. I guess they felt that he was the best available. Um, He's a good rebounder. He can shoot the ball. He's young. He's only 18 years old. He played for a good coach, Tom Izzo, at Mm -hmm. Michigan State. Who was sitting at the table with him. Right. With his his parents. And, you know, he has a big upside. Some say he has a bigger upside than Marvin Bagley. I'm not going to argue that, but you can, you know, and that's fair. So... You guys want to have any input on this take? I'm actually surprised Memphis didn't go uh, Bamba on this one because they've always had that, uh, you know, really established front court. You know how they had Zebo and uh, Gasol, right? And Gasol, you know, is on his later years now. So I was actually surprised they didn't, you know, bring him. I think it's I think it's the the organization like bowing down to Gasol, you know. Like I don't, like catering to him almost. Catering was the word that I wanted to use. Because if they would have taken Bamba, he, he would have taken it personally. And that would have meant, you know, he's on his way out, literally. They went and literally got a four. You know what I mean? And they're going to try to pair this four up with Gasol mm-hmm. and, and try to ride Gasol out until his wheels fall off, which Gasol still has a few years in him, don't get me wrong. Uh, but you guys said it, Mo Bamba is a freak. You know, this guy is... is not everybody has the wingspan he has. I mean, he's got the biggest wingspan in the NBA this year. And he needs work. You know, he needs to work on his on his defense. And he's going to keep working on his shooting. He's not a horrible shooter. He's not a great shooter. Uh, so he can stretch that floor. But going forward, you know, he might, in my opinion, be the better player than Jaron Jackson. So, you know, you never know if they really messed up. But... Nonetheless, I think it's a pretty solid pick. You know, Jaron Jackson put up some safe yeah. numbers. and I mean, and, it was a safe pick. Put it that way. It was yeah. a safe pick for them. They didn't want to reach and they didn't want to. still wasn't bad. They yeah. didn't want to, you know, make the excitement pick, if you will. So. They pretty much just made the pick that needed to be made for them going forward. Which you can't really hate on them for. They didn't get to move Chandler Parsons, though. Nope. They didn't get to, to, yeah, cause to I jump feel that like contract. Nobody's yeah. trying to take on that contract. Yeah, because they, they, I feel like they definitely wanted to trade that pick. And, you know, they obviously ready. we were hoping, you know, Pat was awake for this damn draft. He was going to make a call. Right. But, you know. Pat was sleeping like I was. <laughs> so, I mean, on to the fifth pick. Well. Which was Dallas's pick. But they swapped that one for Atlanta's yeah. pick. So now we can get into the Trey Young side of things. I'm a top head ass. 
<laughs> I think I'm calling it right now. I think Trey Young's gonna be a bust. I don't see him progressing and and doing anything in the next level. People wanna. I mean, I've even gone as far. People say like you know his. As far as college goes, his body of work, his play style, how he shoots, how about shoots, is like Steph. You know, people need to stop that. Um, yes, I just don't see him because I mean, what is he like six six one? Maybe. Uh, right, yeah, believe <laughs> Yeah, he's smaller than Steph. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, I, when, at that size, I mean, he's definitely gonna have to put on six two one eighty. Yeah, he, yeah, no, he's gonna have to be at least two hundred. Yeah, but I mean. Stephen Curry was a, a good one, 190, 185 when he got in the league. And but he's not a shooter like Steph. Here's my thing. That's, that's what I'm saying. Okay, here's my thing. I do think he's a shooter like Steph, and I do think that his play style can be compared to a Stephen Curry in the sense that, first of all, when Stephen Curry came in the league, his play style was, was completely different like from what we're seeing now. Mind you, this is what, his ninth or tenth year, I think? This is his... 10th year going to be, if I'm not mistaken. There was no one you could compare Steph to. At the time, but he wasn't like an outlandish player, Stephen Curry. He would make crazy threes, but more like, like, wow, good shooter. Not like this guy has like sniper range. You know what I mean? Like Stephen Curry coming out of... A a A lot of people thought that coming out of Davidson... I'm not trying to discredit what he had when oh, he no, was coming oh, no, out, but no, no. it was far from what he's putting on right now. Oh, and what he's putting on right now is closer to what Trey Young is doing in college than what he did coming out coming out of college to okay. what Trey Young that's was doing. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Trey Young has that excitement factor, and he has that limitless, limitless range factor to where one dribble move. Mm-hmm. And one false step on defense, and that can be a three. You know what I mean? You have to guard him like you guard Steph Curry now. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry back then wasn't drawing himself as much attention because he can make the open shot. He can even make you know a tough shot, but he wasn't creating his shot like he is now. He wasn't you know with the handle as much as as he has you know progressed to now. So I just I, obviously the comparison to a two time MVP, three time NBA champion. Is you know it's it's being super nice to right. say the least. Right, right. But w- what have we seen Trey Young do? Who else can you say that he looks like? We literally watched him play a whole season where you know for the most part of the season he he averaged thirty points a game and ten assists a game. Now, like I don't know, man. I, Stephen Curry wasn't doing that coming out of college. Like to me, coming out of college, Trey Young is is is. Is uh, it's, it's hard to put in words, he, he but he's better coming out of college. He's better coming out of college. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, double he's double. Better established in a better position coming out of college than Steph was when he came out of college. Talking about like as far like the the advancement in his game, like where he's at in his game. I believe so. I just believe that Stephen Curry put in the work throughout his career to get him to a place that I don't see Trey Young maybe getting to. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, I don't see Trey Young having, having that worth it. But I don't see Trey Young being a bust. Now, being he's, though he's, he's in like, Atlanta. He's like the product of 
the Steph style. Like right. He's the, like the LaMelo Ball is in the league right now, basically. <laughs> like, if LaMelo Ball was in the league, it's Trey Young. I feel like Trey Young's whole career, however long it lasts, he's going to be like, he's going to be compared to Steph. And I. We'll have to see if he can handle that. Right. I, I don't think it's fair in a sense. It's but not, but just the fact like that's the way he plays his right, game. Right. And, it's, and, it's he, literally and he like knows that's after. what he wants. Yeah. yeah. That's what he wants. So, I mean, regardless if it's fair, he kind of asked for it and put it upon himself. Uh, what does at, this mean for Schroeder? I like the confidence. In Atlanta. From this kid young. Um, I mean, they... Because Schroeder's still Schroeder young. Was He's on under the way 24, out. but I, I guess do you think they try and trade him? They put him available for trade. Obviously, you know, they hadn't made a move yet. And that's not young. to say that He's they still... He's not even 24 years old. Yeah, it's not to say that they still won't move him. But at the end of the day, who's to say Trey Young's an instant starter at point guard? You know, like, mm-hmm. you can have him come off the bench for Dennis Schroeder for a time. But if you can't get a deal done with Dennis Schroeder and you can't figure that situation out, I don't think that's going to be like a dilemma. Like, if Trey Young comes in the NBA and is is proven starter then, you know, you're going to have to figure something out. But I don't literally see him being proven starter day one. Uh, so the Schroeder problem, I don't. I think it's a good problem to have. Because, like you said, he's only, you know, under 24 and he's still a good player. Uh, so I just – I'm scared about this Atlanta Hawks situation. They're not the best with with improving talent, they're always with young quick, talent. They're always quick to blow things up. Right. Always. So. As I said, like, if, if he was – like I said, I, in my personal opinion, think he's going to be a bust. But if he was to stand a chance, then I don't think going to Atlanta was the best because just how that organization handles talent, handles situation from year to year, handles their roster. Especially the state that it's in right now. They just lost Budenholzer. Yeah. I mean, because before, you know, T was gone, before Corver was gone, before, you know, Horford Horford was gone Before Millsap was gone This was a 60-win team This was Not only a 60-win team This was The number one team In the East This was a team That had got swept by LeBron Made the playoffs Like 10 years in a row Who At one point Had their coach Coach the All-Star game Right Had four Starters In the All-Star game Had four players In the All-Star game They were the Warriors They made Kyle Korver An All-Star Facts Yeah for sure. So, I mean, you went from that, and then little by little, like, they just wanted to just blow it up. And, like, when when, when is Kent Bazemore going to progress? Like, you know, I, I thought he could have been good this year. I thought he, he could have been better last year, you know, the year before this year. And that's the thing. They had a good, they had a good team. They also had DeMarco Carroll. They had Mike yeah. Scott off the bench. They had, you know, Bazemore. Emoji man. Yeah. You know, so they had Schroeder behind Jeff T. So... Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a fan of how the organization handles, you know, their their roster, their right. talent. So it's kind of a bad situation for Trey Young to uh, to be in. But I mean, we'll see how you know he handles it. And like you said, I don't think he's in a situation where he's gonna. Like I said, I think it's a good problem. I don't think you know it's gonna come down to oh who do we start. And right. I think they're perfectly fine with letting Trey come off the bench, yeah. seeing how the shoulder situation plays out, and then after it plays out, you take it from there. So. You know, that wraps up one through five with Phoenix, Sacramento, Atlanta, Memphis, and Dallas all having their, you know, I guess new faces of the franchise, if you will. Um, who do you think – it's hard it, – it, this is a weird question. Who do you think won the top five? I mean, it might be the obvious 
DeAndre Ayton, you know, in Phoenix. But I think it was Dallas Tra- trading up to get a piece like like that. They got their future, right? They got their future. Their future Euro. Yeah, and you know, obviously they like that brand of basketball, and especially for them, they're not really an organization. Kind of like the heat, you know, really known to build in the draft. They, right. they, they, a lot like of the pieces. They want to get that. Yeah, like Demarcus when they, Cousins. You know, when they, you know, exactly. So like, now they have a shot at getting Demarcus Cousins because I think you tell Demarcus Cousins he can play with Dennis Smith Jr., uh, Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic, and maybe one Dirk. one year with Dirk. You can learn a lot from Dirk in one oh, year. Oh yeah. Uh, and they have, you know. they still have Wesley Matthews and, and I, Harrison Barnes. I love really great. Is a I really cannot, yeah, I cannot. Understate how much I love Harrison Barnes as a player. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that that's what I Justice hated the fact that he signed with the Mavericks. Yeah, I'm hoping that's what Justice Winslow will become. Mm-hmm. You know, if not better, if not you know Kawhi Leonard, but that's holding. My, I'm not holding my breath for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so what I wanted to talk about or ask you guys was, who was one player that fell out of the top five, who you feel one has top five potential, and two. Um, you know, is basically going to do big things. Who do you guys like that that slipped out of the top five? I'll let Danny and go first. I want I want different answers. So oh damn, yeah. I, Danny, you might I have gotta, to figure that one yeah, out. Yeah, I gotta go first then. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta pick Bamba, man. Like I don't know, I love this dude coming out of college, and like you said, he's gonna have going into next year the longest wingspan at seven ten, which is insane, and he's. Athletic, and he's not like you know. He doesn't really carry the problem with like big men his size, like especially ones that like kind of like play so close to the rim right. and stuff like that. Have you know like you know running the floor and getting back in transition, very athletic, and he can even I mean if need be for you know positions. I mean uh yeah for possessions at a time whatever play the wing. I mean, play the perimeter if he has to. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like how we see, you know, when whenever you see Cleveland and um, Golden State go against, you know, Tristan Thompson is going to be out there guarding Steph on a couple possessions here right. and there. I think he can do that if need be because, like, you know, that wingspan, I mean. It helps. Yeah, that wingspan, it helps. He's just going to have to work on his lateral quickness. And yeah, you know, working on yeah, yes, his foot placement and stuff like that. But just athletic-wise, he has by far far the most upside in this draft and he very well even though DeAndre we always have we always have that in every not just you know NBA draft but you know we had an NFL draft too as well where you always have those two players you have the players that's the most ready right now which you know makes them technically the best player in the draft right but then you have that second player where he you know he has the most upside he might not be the best right now but in two or three years his upside he might go over the best player right. or the so-called best player that you know that is right now so I think watching Bamba and Aiton this year I'm going to keep a very close eye on them this year because I think you know they're, they're going to do very well uh, with their teams but yeah I definitely got to pick Bamba for sure damn man I think it, I, I still think it's funny that Mo Bamba um was taken by the magic because you know they love their genetic freak yeah. centers that they take once a decade. Mm-hmm. This was theirs. They took Dwight in the 2000s. They took Shaq in the fucking 
90s. 90s, so now they got to take Mo Bamba in the 2010s. But if only they can find a penny, they'd be all right. Word. <laughs> um, I'm going with Michael Porter Jr. because mm, I like that. If 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 he didn't have the this this back surgery, mm-hmm. this injury to his back, this top five would look completely different. And he, but the thing is, like, I don't know where he. We're like where I don't know where he would fit based on the the five picks that we saw tonight. Right. I mean, I think a Michael Porter could have fit in Atlanta. You know, I mean, with Atlanta, they need they you know anybody. they need whatever they, they need can the get. best player yeah. they can find, and then uh, and then in that scenario, I think Trey Young falls to the Magic. I think Fucking even Sacramento probably. I mean, drops. But I think, yeah, Sacramento as well, you know, they could have used him on the wing, um, you know. I just, you know, we got to look at it how, how it really is. Uh, right. You know, health health is a big issue in this league where, you know, if you're going to pick in the top five, you want to know that this guy wants to play for your team, first of all. Like, right. well, that, you know, it's kind of a given when, when you're a rookie, you get selected. But you got to want to, you got to know that, can this guy be the face of our franchise for the next decade, you know, like... Is your injury going to not let that be possible? Because if so, then, you know, that's like like dating a girl that's about to go to the Army in, like, four, like three years. Like, what are you going to really invest all this time for if you know she's about to get deployed? <laughs> not fucking with it. But um, I'm going to go with <laughs> – I'm going to go with um, my boy Lonnie Walker. I knew it. Mm-hmm. And I think this guy has top five talent. You know, I think this guy will shine with San Antonio Spurs, whether they keep Kawhi Leonard, whether they don't keep Kawhi Leonard. Um, He's he's versatile, first of all. He has uh, a a better-than-average shot. He can attack the rim. He's very athletic. He's fast. And he can play defense. You know, the Spurs love... A perimeter defender. They love a, a humble, hard-nosed, blue-collar guy, and that's what you know Lonnie Walker brings to that organization. And uh, you know he's a, he's a really good kid. He's from Reading, so I have to shout that out. I have family in Reading, and um, that's close to the hometown of Pennsylvania over there. But you know, to make it out of city like Reading, really, and and be a top, what was he a top? 20 top 20 pick look at that he got picked at 18 hmm. top 20 pick you know he wasn't thinking about this like this when he was 10 that's you know? that's Kawhi's replacement so I gotta give it to him and if he does come to replace Kawhi I think he's gonna he's gonna he has big shoes to fill but I think he'll do it with Pop's help David Robinson's watching over him mm-hmm. they're gonna take care of him as he said and um, I just think his skill set really I you know he could have got picked way earlier. I think the Clippers could have taken advantage in getting him over a Miles Bridges. Don't you know? Don't get me wrong. Miles Bridges is a good player, but uh, even a guy like Kevin Knox, I think Lonnie Walker going to New York would have been a good fit. You know, it's pretty exciting. He's close to home, and um, you know he's just going to bring it every day. So they could have used a nice shooting guard in Milwaukee. The pick before 
you know, one pick earlier than when the Spurs had taken him. But I think San Antonio is the perfect spot for a kid with his mm-hmm. attitude and charisma and just and overall, well. yeah, and the story. I mean, yep. So, a couple picks here in the second round that you know we didn't really watch over. Javon Carter, point guard from West Virginia. Um, went to Memphis. That's a pretty solid pickup for them. He's a really defensive-minded point guard. He's probably the best defensive um, guard in college basketball coming out this year. And then right after that, another point guard gets off the board with Jalen Brunson of Villanova, national champion, to Dallas. Dallas. Ooh, I like that. So, you know, he's... he's, I wouldn't say undersized because he's 6'2", 198, but he doesn't have a, a huge frame. But um, he's a definitely smart player. He has a high IQ, and uh, he's a hard worker. He's a four-year senior. So it just shows you the time and, and care that he has for the game of Seniors basketball. Seniors usually don't they don't go early in the so, draft. They go late. So I just realized this. Pick 31 through 35, or excuse me, pick 31 through 34. Phoenix at 31 took Eli Okobo who's a point guard from France. Point guard, point guard, point guard. Point, point guard, guard Javon Carter to Memphis at 32. Jalen Brunson to Dallas at 33. And then Devontae Graham from Kentucky, who was traded to the Hornets. Atlanta picked him, but they traded his rights to the Hornets at 34. Four straight point guards to open up the um, second round. So that's pretty interesting there. And uh, so, I mean, as far as these other guys, you know, what are we going to do? I'm not going to go and analyze the whole draft. Uh, the Jazz had a a good hmm. pick with Grayson Allen. Oof. I like mm-hmm. that pick, and um, they just got Vincent Edwards from Purdue in the second round. Six eight, two twenty five, small forward. Okay, twenty two years old. So I'll have to watch his tape tonight when we're done. Yeah. Um, as far as the uh, NBA draft, I think we can you know wrap up that discussion. It's pretty interesting. This episode would probably be 20 minutes longer if the Heat had a pick. But <laughs> for real, for real. There was, there was no action tonight regarding trades with already active players. The only Nothing. things we saw traded were draft picks. That was it. But look, free agency opens up in, what, 10 days? 10 days? Nine, oh, nine, 10 days? down those minutes. Dwight Howard's going to get a buyout, or he asked for it from Brooklyn, so he'll probably end up. Signing with Golden State. <laughs> I didn't know I was on Twitter. I just realized uh-huh. that. Leangelo Ball didn't get drafted, by the way. Keezy peeped it, too. Keezy saw that tweet. That's funny. So we're going to leave it there. I mean, this was really a... Uh, Luka Doncic's number 77. That's his number. Wow. Before we leave it there, Luka Doncic is going to wear number 77 in the NBA, trying to play left tackle. That was his, his EuroLeague I number. I get it, but... His Real Madrid I number. I get it, but... Come on, buddy. I mean, it, it could happen. He could, uh, you know, make the high numbers a thing. Who knows? I'm not a fan of him, but hey, respect for, you know, paying, you know, Amish to, you know, his, his Euro team and, you know, bring, bringing that style, um, that swag, I guess, to the NBA. So, I mean, I don't know. I think this, this season is going to be... Interesting. Regardless of who goes where, obviously the big ones, LeBron, Paul George, Kawhi. But like I said, there's a lot of talent in this draft. And it was mm-hmm. this is one of the drafts where it's kind of like it's hard to say who reached and who fell. 
because there's just like especially the first round like one well not really 125 but I say like maybe 10 to 25 or so like there's a lot of you know there, I mean there wasn't really a lot of like obvious picks you but know. there's a lot of potential in that draft, so yeah, it's like, exactly. you know, you can't really just put a mark on it just yet, so. Exactly. I guess we can leave it there officially now. We're done. <laughs> uh, we'll catch up with you guys next week. We'll have more, I guess, summer league basketball input next week because free agency might not be open still. There'll be some NFL news coming up because I know that minicamp when does training camp start? The, the 25th for most teams. So, we have that. We'll see who sits and, you know. I know Julio's sitting. Yeah. I know I mean, Odell Beckham's not sitting. He should, but. I know Earl Thomas is sitting. He better yeah. sit. Exactly. <laughs> Odell can't sit. He's got too much to prove. Hey. After that offseason, after that injury, you got too much to prove. You can't, you can't afford to Especially if you're trying to get paid. No, you can't, no you, you can't afford to sit. Yeah, you heard it, man, Odell. Thank you guys for listening. Episode 42. Catch you guys next week for 43. Talking about. Uh, uh, uh.
team. You about to go out to the goddamn door. I had to make sure that you was you was okay. 